For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son to judge the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And everyone who has given up houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or fields, for my sake, will receive a hundredfold, and will inherit eternal life. It came upon a midnight clear, that glorious song of old. From angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Hmm. Hello everyone. Sydney St. James here to say Merry Christmas and good tidings to all. This Christmas season is a special time of the year. It's a season to connect with each member of your family and create those memories and those traditions that your family and kids will remember when they are older. Creating memories as a family also gives your children a secure foundation and understanding of their identity in the family. Today, I've got a good one for you. Today, I'm going to talk about getting old and all those memories that go back and make us think of those memories at a time during Christmas. So, here we go. I hope you enjoy the show today. And again, Merry Christmas, and thanks for joining the Sydney St. James Show. Once upon a time, a whole bunch of years ago, there was a wanderer. He set out on a journey, a magical journey that seemed very long when he began and very short when he got halfway through. He trekked along a rather darkened path for a while without meeting anything until, at last, he came upon a beautiful child. So, he said to the little one, What are you doing here? And the child said back, I am always playing. Come, come and tag along and play with me. Our wanderer played with that child the entire day, all day long. They were very cheerful together. The sky was so blue. Up in the sky, the sun was so bright, and the water on the nearby pond was sparkling, and the leaves on the trees, well, they were so green, and the blue bonnets, oh, they were so lovely. 
The two of them heard the sounds of numerous warbling birds and saw so many butterflies of so many colors that everything was picturesque. This was in fine weather. They loved to watch the falling raindrops and smell the fresh scents when the rain sprinkled down. When the breezes blew, it was wonderful to eavesdrop to the wind and fancy what it said as it came hastening from its home high up in the sky. Where that was, hmm, the two boys wondered, whistling and wailing, driving the clouds before it and bending the trees back and forth, rumbling the chimneys, shaking the house, and making the far-off ocean roar in great fury. But when it snowed, ah, yes, that was the best of all. The two young boys liked nothing better than to gaze up at the white flakes falling fast and thick, knowing that each individual snowflake was different. No two were identical and they fell from the sky like feathers from the breast of millions of snow geese from the Rock Island Prairie. And they saw how smooth and deep the drift was and listened to the hush upon the pathways and the roads. They each had an abundance of the finest toys in the whole wide world and the most astonishing comic books too, like the ones bought at Albert's Variety Store, all about cowboys and Indians and Batman and Robin and dwarfs and giants and Superman and Wonder Woman and all the fairies. And let's not forget the Fantastic Four and pirates and beanstalks and great riches and caverns and forests and Valentine's too, all new and all so true. But one day, all of a sudden, the wanderer looked all around. He had lost the younger boy and he couldn't find him anywhere. He called out over and over to him, but still he got no answer. So he went on his road for a little while without meeting anything or anyone until finally, at last, he came upon a fine looking young boy. He spoke to the boy. What are you doing here? And the boy replied, I am always learning. Come, come with me and learn with me. So the wanderer studied with that boy about Jupiter and Venus and the Greeks and the Romans and heck, I don't know all what else, but they studied everything. He learned more than I could tell or he either for that matter, for he soon forgot a great deal of it. However, they were not always learning. They had the happiest games ever. They rolled upon Cummins Creek in a small little John boat in the summer, and they skated on the ice in Skull Creek in the winter. 
they were so active afoot and active on their riding horses. Basketball, soccer, kickball, cornhole, and all the games with the ball, including, of course, let's not forget, football. Then there was Red Rover, Red Rover, with Lou Eva come over in the front yard of the Quitton's home. Yep, they even played hide and seek. And Simon says, and more sports than I can possibly think of. No, a soul one could not beat them. They had holidays too, and king cakes, and parties, where they danced up until midnight at the local community center to 45 RPM records. And the Rice Theater, well, it was there they saw the fortresses of real gold and silver rise up out of the actual earth. They saw the day of the trivets and saw many, many wonders of the whole wild world at once. As to friends, they had such wonderful friends and so many of them that I wanted the time to reckon them up. Oh, they were all so young, like that of the fine-looking boy, and were never to be strange to one another all their lives through. Some of them were Kathy and Terry, Danny and Louiva and Darlene, Russell and Alan and Tony, and, well, the list goes on and on. Still, one day, amid all these pleasures, the wanderer lost the boy, just like he had lost the child earlier, and after hollering to him in vain, continued on his journey. But before we continue with our wanderer on his journey, we've got to stop for just a moment and let my sponsor have a few words and then we'll return to the rest of my story. Be right back. Well, we're back. Now, our wanderer, after he lost the fine looking boy, he walked on for a little while without seeing anything again until, at last, he came upon a young man. He walked up to the fellow and he said, What are you doing here? And the young man said, I'm always in love. Come, come in love with me. So he walked away with that young man. They presently came to one of the cutest girls they ever had seen, just like Dominique in the corner there. And she had big brown eyes like Dominique and hair like Dominique and dimples like Dominique's. And she laughed and colored just like Dominique did while I'm talking about her. The young man fell in love directly just as somebody I won't mention. The very first time he came here, he did with Dominique. 
Well, he was teased sometimes, just as somebody used to be by Dominique. They sometimes quarreled, just as he and Dominique used to quarrel, but they made up, sat in the dark, and wrote letters every single day and never were happy asunder and were always watching out for one another and make-believing not to and were engaged at Christmas time. They sat close to each other by the fire and were going to get married very soon. All exactly like somebody I won't mention and Dominique. But the wanderer lost him one day, just like he had lost the rest of his friends. And after calling them to come back, which they never did, continued on his journey. So he went on a little while without seeing anything until at finally he came to a middle-aged gentleman. So the wanderer said to the man, what are you doing here? his answer was, I'm always busy. Come and be busy with me. I wonder it began to be very busy with that man and they went on through the woods together. The journey was through a forest, only it had been open and a forest green at first, like the woods in the spring, and now began to be thick and dark like the woods in the late summer. Some of the small trees that had ventured out earliest were even beginning to turn brown. The gentleman was not alone, but with him was a lady about the same age as him, his wonderful wife. They had children, two small girls named Louise and Sandra, who were with them too. They all went together through the woods cutting down the trees and making a path through the branches and the fallen leaves, carrying burdens and working very, very hard. Sometimes they traveled to a long green avenue that opened up into a deeper woods. Then the two of them would hear a very distant voice crying, Father, Father, I am another child. Stop. Wait for me, Father. And presently, they would see a tiny figure growing more prominent as it came along, running up to join them. They all swarmed around it and kissed and welcomed the child when it came up. Then, they all traveled on together. Sometimes, they came to several avenues at the same time, and then they all stood still. And one of the children, Louise, said, Father, I am going to see. And the other one, Sandra, she said, Father, I'm going to Alaska. And yet still another said, Father, I'm going to pursue my fortunes where I can. And yet another she said, Father, I'm going to heaven. So, with many sobbing tears at parting, they went solitarily down each of those avenues, 
each child upon its way. The child who went up to heaven rose into the air and poof, disappeared. Whenever these partings happened, the wanderer looked at the man and saw him glance up at the sky high above the trees where the day was starting to decline and the sunset was on its way. He saw too that his hair was beginning to turn gray, or should I say, more white than gray. But they never could rest for very long, for they had their travels to perform and needed to be constantly busy. At last, there had been so many departures that no children were left in the nest. Only the wanderer, the gentleman, and the lady went on their way in company. And now, the woods were yellow and brown. And the leaves, even those from the forest trees, began to fall. So, they came to an avenue darker than the rest and pressed forward on their journey without gazing down it when the lady stopped. My loving husband, she said, I am called. They were silent for a moment and listened and heard a voice a long ways down the avenue and it was echoing out. Mother, mother, it was the vocal sign of the first child who said, I am going to heaven. And the father said, I surely hope not yet. The sunset is very near. I pray not yet. But the same voice again cried out, Mother, Mother. Without minding him, even though his hair was now entirely white and tears were on his face. Then the mother, who was already drawn into the shade of the darkened avenue and moving away with her arms still around his neck, kissed him and said, My dearest, I am summoned and I go and she was gone, poof, disappeared. He and the wanderer were left alone together, and they went on and on together until they came very near the end of the woods, so near that they could see the sunset shining red and orange and purple. Before them through the trees, Yet, once more, the wanderer again lost his friend while he broke his way among the branches. He called, and he called, but there wasn't any reply. When he passed out of the woods and saw the peaceful sun descending upon a broad purple prospect, he came to an old man sitting on a fallen tree. He said to the old man, 
What are you doing here? Sir? What are you doing here? And the old man said, with a tranquil smile, I'm always remembering, always. Come, come and remember with me. So the wanderer sat down by the side of that old man on that fallen tree stump, face to face with the peaceful sunset. And all of his friends came softly back and stood around him. The beautiful child, the handsome boy, the young man in love and the father, the mother, and the children. Every single one of them was there. Our wanderer had lost nothing. So he loved them all, was kind and patient with them all, and was always pleased to watch them all. And they all honored and loved him. And I think the wanderer must be yourself, dear grandfather, because this is what you do to us and what we do to you. Thanks for joining me today, ladies and gentlemen, and a Merry Christmas, good tidings, Happy New Year, and may 2023 be much better than 2022. See you later, alligator. Oh, thank you. Well, that does it for me for another great episode from Sydney St. James. Be sure to click on the tab above that says send a voice message and I will get it from you and I'll probably play it back on one of my future podcasts. Also, don't forget to click the button follow. I'd love for you to follow my podcast. But it's been fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, here I am, Sydney St. James. Happy listening. <laughs>